amazing episode? Welcome to Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. Recently, somebody asked me to describe myself and what I do the best that I can. Here's what I came up with I want to share with you. You know when you'd rather be hit by a truck than show up to work or the office on Monday morning? That's what I help with. Besides being a badass and a mother of three, I'm a family medicine boarded physician who, in 2014, found herself so crispy with burnout and without any hope of how to change her seemingly perfect career and life that she was destitute. Not only have I now successfully navigated my own career and life to the work that I love doing, I help hundreds, if not thousands of other professional women in high achieving careers do the exact same thing. So I've been coaching for over five years now. I've built two online businesses, three brands, as well as continued to practice medicine. I love a great fantasy fiction novel, getting mud on my shoes, and teaching my children the word badass. That's who I am. Who are you today? What kind of sass can you come up with? I just wanted to put that in there because it's always fun when you are describing yourself and you write something that makes you a little bit like full body orgasmic. I was super excited about that. So I had to share. Another thing that I have to share today is my guest, Dr. Susan Wilson. She's amazing. We're going to talk about peer support. She's going to give us a scoop on the work that she's doing and how retirement from the emergency room did not stop her. But before we get into that, I got to pay a few bills. So let's hear from our sponsor on the Dr. Podcast Network. Let me tell you about a great opportunity brought to you by my friend, Jimmy Turner, over at the Physician Philosopher. This is for all the physicians out there who are trying to find balance but are overwhelmed by the daily to-do list and all the responsibility as partners, parents, and physicians. Or maybe you're doing okay, but you want to do great. Does that maybe sound like you? If so, he's got a program called Alpha Coaching Experience. And it's the answer you may be looking for. This 12-week coaching program includes weekly group coaching and one-on-one sessions, plus a course library full of self-coaching tools. So if you're looking to reduce your burnout, improve your satisfaction in life, and create a life that you love and deserve, don't wait. Spring enrollment is on sale now. The doors for Alpha Coaching close February 22nd at midnight, and you can get more information at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash alpha. That's right. Doctorpodcastnetwork.com backslash alpha. Hey, welcome to the podcast, my friend, my fellow PCA colleague, and fellow coach, Dr. Susan Wilson. It's so good to have you here with me today. Erin, thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah. Well, before we hop into your word today, tell the people a little bit about yourself and the magic you're putting into the world. So I practiced emergency medicine in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for about 25 years. And I actually had to retire in June of 2019. I had a progressive retinopathy, which was really affecting my vision to the point where I just really couldn't work in the ER anymore. So had to retire. And at that point, I really thought about what 
the next phase of my career was going to look like. I really wanted to still be involved in some way in medicine and really thought that coaching and specifically coaching people in healthcare around issues of job satisfaction and burnout would really be very fulfilling for me because I could, I think, draw on some of my past experience and hopefully help those that are still within their careers. So got my coaching certificate and am now practicing full-time as a, a certified physician coach and then also focusing on issues of second victim syndrome and peer support. Yeah. So totally taking lemon and limes and making margaritas out of it. Absolutely. Yes. I love that analogy. <sighs> yeah. Because I remember when we first met, we got connected by the magic of the internet. I think it was LinkedIn. And we sat down and had a conversation and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I can't even imagine getting the diagnosis personally of like, hey, this is going to happen and it's going to be progressive and it is probably going to end your career with your vision and not falling into that like deep, dark hole and not being able to come back out. And you did and made it better. You know what? I'm just very thankful that I got myself out of the hole. I mean, I really did go through all those, you know, stages of grief. I mean, when I first found out about this, you know, I was in denial and then I was angry and then I was really depressed and sad. And by the time I finally did retire, I, you know, I I really was more accepting and I still have my moments when I'm very frustrated and, and, you know, feeling sorry for myself, but then I kind of snap out of it and I just realize that, you know what, this is my new normal and we're going to go forward from here. So I, I think ultimately it's, it's been okay. It's been a good thing for me, you know, in the grand scheme of things. That's right. You just got to ask, do we want, um, on the rocks or frozen margaritas now? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, and I can see the parallel to you being an emergency medicine physician and taking care of acute situations and how that has translated over to your coaching, which where you do a lot of work with acute situations with peer support and then also second victim syndrome. Right. I know. I I kind of think it's a very interesting parallel because as you have alluded to, being in the emergency room. I mean, you're just dealing with acute situations, you know, you want to fix it right now, you know, everything is stat. Whereas, you know, if you're an internist, and you're seeing people in your office, it's more of kind of an ongoing preventive kind of medicine that you practice. And yeah, I, I see coaching in and of itself as being sort of this ongoing support for people helping them, you know, navigate over the course of months or years, whereas the idea of peer support is kind of more an acute support or assistance for someone that's really needing help like right now. And they, you know, they just need something right away to kind of buoy them through the event. Absolutely. And that's the words we're going to talk about today, which is peer support. You know, it seems to always kind of be an informal thing with physicians, you know, In a healthy work environment, you know, people checking on each other or doing things outside of work, going out and having dinner or meeting at each other's homes. And that paradigm has dramatically switched even before COVID, but then taken a couple more revolutions now that how it looks different. So explain a little bit what 
your idea of what how you were going to provide peer support when you first started coaching before all of this and how it's transformed. Yeah, it's really interesting. So as I said, I retired in 2019. I've been practicing since 1994. And I went to a lecture in 2017, all about second victim syndrome. And I had never heard this term before. I mean, you know, here I've been practicing, you know, over 20 years, I've never heard this term before. And as soon as it was explained, I mean, the the whole concept of second victim syndrome is the effect of a traumatic adverse medical event on a clinician. And the patient is the primary victim, but then the clinician is the secondary victim. And once I heard about this, and then the idea that peer support is sort of the quote unquote treatment for it, I just realized I have been living this my entire career. I mean, I've had so many cases where I have felt like, you know, just traumatized by, you know, an unanticipated death in the ER, or I missed a diagnosis or, you know, made the the wrong decision about a medication, whatever. I mean, so I've had those all throughout my career, but it wasn't until 2017 that I really was able to label it. And so then when I transitioned into the coaching world, as I said, my initial thought was not only providing support for, you know, burnout and job satisfaction issues, but then also this more acute peer support specifically for second victim syndrome. And as I think specifically as the pandemic has gone on, there have been so many other issues that have come to light that all require support. And so the application for peer support now has really broadened. So for example, issues of both physical and emotional exhaustion, compassion, fatigue, moral injury, all those issues now are so heightened by the pandemic. And all of those things kind of roll into, or they snowball into causing extreme distress for clinicians and therefore situations where they really do need support. And so I think it's the concept of the peer support has really evolved from just supplying it for a acute adverse event to these all these other negative emotions that are contributing to distress. Yeah. And I I feel like when we first got to know each other, you were just getting that structured, making yourself available to any and every physician. And then as we rolled into the pandemic early 2020, you know, PCA, we structured some some Zoom meetings, some availabilities to talk with that. Tell how your your practice has changed by what's happened in the world and, and what you've seen for people's needs. Well, you know, it's really interesting. I mean, certainly there are, are people that are continuing to want to talk about, you know, ongoing ways to promote their job satisfaction, you know, they're, they're feeling burnt out and wanting to figure out how to, how to deal with that and how to move forward with that. But I am seeing a lot more issues of, you know, just exhaustion and like I said, compassion fatigue and these issues of moral injury that are, that are all really contributing then to how people are feeling about their work. And specifically, I think the the moral injury piece, I mean, I think this is getting more and more traction as we become more aware of what are all the exogenous factors that are contributing to, to clinicians becoming burnt out. 
And I think we're starting to realize that, you know, burnout, it's not because of some inadequacy within us as clinicians. It's really because of all of the environmental issues that we've been facing trying to practice medicine. And a lot of those environmental issues really come down to a moral injury. So, yeah, so I I think people are getting more in touch with, you know, all of these exogenous things that are really impacting them. And then that's affecting, you know, their their need for support. Yeah, because I always talk about burnout. It's not just physical exhaustion. It's not just emotional exhaustion. It's not just intellectual exhaustion. It is, for me at least, spiritual brokenness. Mm -hmm. When I felt like my spirit, uh, my soul was fracturing. And I think we both resonate on the message to tell people, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with you. It's this job has, like, even the best piece of steel, if you inflict enough pressure, force, heat on it, it will eventually have its breaking point as well. And so I really appreciate you being an advocate for this because, well, you know me, I always say like yoga doesn't fix burnout. One meditation session is not going to cut it because we really do have to get down to actual external changes. I mean, there's some internal stuff that, yes, we can all tune up a little bit. But I just, I don't know. I feel like there's probably a listener out there right now that needs to hear this and say, baby, it's not you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, and like, as you've alluded to, I mean, it's a, it's really a multi-pronged approach to this whole ginormous problem of burnout or moral injury, if you want to call it that. Because I think there's both the way that we internally can deal with it or, or how we can find creative ways to to support ourselves. And then there's also these system issues, these bigger systems issues, which impact then our, you know, our satisfaction with our work. And, you know, my, my thought is definitely the systems issues, they need to be addressed. And I, I think they are slowly starting to be addressed. I mean, I really do think they are, but it's going to take such a long time to change those issues, to change the culture in medicine. But I feel like in the meantime, having peer support in place to help support the clinicians, help to buoy them through this transition phase. I just feel like that is so important. And we really need to continue the conversation about that aspect of it. Well, it's what's ethically correct. I mean, how can you throw a soldier out into the battlefield and and not have that backup? It's the same thing for physicians. I just, I think that it is a ethical issue that it just it must happen it's just so important that that it must be there and you know with the peer support too what i find so many people find when they start talking to me or to another physician who's not in their microcosm of their hospital or their office and they're like oh things can really be different or oh maybe it's like this everywhere but just in different kind of tones and flavors or, oh, you can ask for those kind of resources and actually receive them. It's amazing how peer support tears down the silos. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I do think continuing to try to educate both individual clinicians and, you know, people in positions, healthcare administration, you know, the C-suite institutions, I mean, trying to continue the outreach and the education about the importance of this is just 
really at this point, I think vital because until we, I think until we accept both individually and as organizations that this is something that we need to do, it's not really probably going to happen. Because right now, so many people are going under the radar and seeking their own services. I mean, that's primarily what my coaching practice is built on is finding doctors, giving them help getting them enabled so that then they can be healthier and well and more joy-filled and live more sustainable lives and careers. And you're right. Like it, it can't just be an individual fix. The systems must absolutely get involved. And that's why, you know, I'm so excited to be a part of Physician Coaching Alliance because we are trying to be instrumental in that, that system change. Talk a little bit more about your approach and maybe what you're, you foresee helping listeners so that they can make systemic changes in their organizations? Well, I think, as I said, I think the educational piece, especially towards organizations, is so important. So, you know, trying to get a foothold and trying to have an administrative advocate is really important in terms of someone that gets it, that understands how important the wellness piece is. In terms of the individual's I really do think, number one, that keeping open lines of communication are really important, both with your administrators and with your colleagues, because if you really feel that you're struggling, feel that that something is broken, you really need to be able to talk to someone about it. Still, I think the the traditional things that we've talked about, you know, self-care, meditation, mindfulness, I do think there's still, those are still very important to at least help us feel a little bit better. They're not the solution, but at least it's something that that can, again, help us to kind of get through these situations. Absolutely. Recently, I've been doing a lot of work in my mastermind with what's called a rooftop message. And it's like, visualize that you're in this whole like mass of people and everything, everybody's talking and it's loud and nobody knows what direction to go. But you find a ladder on the side of a building and you climb up a couple stories and you get on top of the roof and you yell out, beautiful people. (laughs) My recent rooftop message has been beautiful people. You can love your work and your life. Susan, what would you say your rooftop message is? That's a great question. I would say my message would be beautiful people. You deserve to feel good about what you're doing. You deserve support. And there are people out there that are willing to help you and that will help you. Absolutely. And Susan, I am so glad that you are one of those people. I'm going to have all your informations down in the show notes. You are one of my people who are on speed dial in my cell phone. Whenever I get a physician in crisis or I hear about an organization that needs acute care help, and I just really want to put you out into the world and say that you really are there for our physician colleagues. So if there's somebody who is listening right now, Susan has got your back 100%. Please reach out to her. She is available. She is on that rooftop waiting for you in her PPE (laughs) (laughs) support care. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Well, and you know, I think the one thing I, I feel very fortunate about is that I am retired now from clinical medicine, but I still completely understand, you know, the, the frustrations of medicine. I understand the environment. And so I feel like I, 
have the luxury of time to really devote to people that need help. And I still, I get what they're going through because it's not that long ago that I was going through the same thing. So I, I really feel fortunate that I can call on some of my past experience to hopefully help others. Well, Susan, I am so glad to have you on here. Thank you for coming on Dr. Me First. You've honored me with your presence, and I'm just so elated to call you colleague and friend. Oh, Erin, thank you so much. It was wonderful to be here and wonderful to have this conversation with you. Every badass woman needs a tribe. After everything we deal with during the work week and in our home life and within ourselves, we all deserve a place to recharge, relax, and talk to people who really get us. The Burnt Out to Badass group is a place where you can show up as yourself. You'll get encouragement and coaching on your unique situation and an occasional kick in the butt to get you unstuck as well. We are beating burnout together. This is the third cohort. It's starting February 21st. And if you have been thinking about it, now is the time to act. Check the show notes for the link, get your booty signed up and hold on because it is going to be a wild ride to move you from a place of burnout, desperation and despair into a life and practice that you absolutely fucking love. Just as a reminder, today's episode is sponsored by Alpha Coaching Experience. Act now to claim your spot on the spring enrollment before doors close February 22nd at midnight. There's no better place than now to make the change you know you deserve to be a better partner, parent, and physician. Enroll today at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash alpha. Yep, that again is drpodcastnetwork.com backslash alpha. Well, Dr. Susan Wilson, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And our kick of encouragement today is going to come off of one of the things that I said in that conversation. Because as I was going back and listening, it like struck me hard. And they were even my own words. But your kick of encouragement today is, baby, it's not you. It is so many times placed back on physicians that we are the problem. You are weak. You didn't do this right. You're not getting your patient satisfaction scores up high enough. Your no-show rate is. Your diabetic compliance numbers indicate. See how many times in your life where the finger is pointed at you. And instead, I just want to tell you, it's not you. I know that you're doing the very best that you can with what you have in this moment. I know that you're showing up with as much as you can do in all arenas of your life. So I want you to cut yourself some slack right now. Give yourself a little bit of grace, maybe a dab of compassion, and just remind yourself, baby, it's not you. All right, my friends, thanks so much for hanging out with me at Dr. Me First. Check out Dr. Podcast Network for all the amazing things that's happening over there. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.
Internet.